Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. If a woman is alone in the forest, will she still be undermined? It's a sorority of equality. It's a bonfire of a patriarchy. Come on, your hands, bring your moms, bring your dad. Come to the Clam Bake with me. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. And I'm Lindsay Stidham. And I'm Angela Gallner. And we're trying to be better feminists. Damn it. Damn it. Each week, we have different guests on to talk about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. I mean, being a human can be hard. And being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each Each other. other. So let's get talking. Yeah. So just a quick clam check-in. Angela, how's your clam? uh, Just full of pizza and it's good. How's your clam? My clam's about to get a little tipsy because tonight we're drinking a Prosecco. What, what? Even. So my clam's about to get toasty. Toasty clam. Toast gross. (laughs) Awesome. So we're going to get to talking. This week, we have the amazing Aisha Wax. And Rebecca Lieb. And, and hi. yeah. Hi. <laughs> hi. And Yay. Aisha's in the studio, and Rebecca is in New York on yeah. the phone. Yeah. And I've known these ladies a really long time through comedy. They're amazing, hysterical, funny ladies. Uh, we've all done improv together. And they also are amazing dating coaches. Woo. Yeah. So Woo. we're going to... Today we're going to be talking about the wild, wild west of online dating and the intersection between dating and feminism and the entrepreneurial efforts of these two brilliant women and how they yeah. are trying to make dating a more positive experience for yeah. women and men. Yeah, then, essentially yeah. Too. yeah. For everyone. For everyone. All, yeah. All. Across gender and sexual orientation. Amazing. We're asking all of our guests now are you a feminist? Do you consider you're a feminist? And why, why not? Just super quick. Oh, shit. I know. I'll start. Um, Um, Oh, wait. Unless Rebecca can't hear me. No right or wrong answer. Okay. (laughs) I am 100% a feminist. Uh, It is important to me. My mom was a feminist. Uh, Feminism is about equal rights. And I'm all for equality. Because then it's like one big party. So let's just party, guys. Amen. That's great. I love that. Rebecca. I love it. Okay. I definitely consider myself a feminist. And honestly, I think there is a wrong answer. Because <laughs> I'm so glad you, you said that. Your, if you don't consider yourself a fucking feminist, you're not for gender equality and women being able to make their own choices. So I hope someone goes on your show, they say, well, and you guys fucking tear them a new asshole. We're just going to punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Bam. Punch him in the clown. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. And if you're a lady going for a guy and he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm a feminist, you shouldn't be dating uh, him. Take, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> um, any guy who fucking just like, they should never get laid again. I'm, I'm telling you, anyone who votes for Trump, anyone who didn't vote for Clinton, don't sleep with them ladies like this is a call to we should arms. just like this go is... cut off all their penises because <laughs> that's what yeah fem- that's I mean, what that's, feminists right do. evil that's feminists. great I just mean, me? just honestly me? I just, like like that kind hey, of a biohazard like that uh the but, skin i live in movie where like yes. wait, he, we're gonna change them all into women i saw that movie with my dad so i hope Whoa. you guys <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> um amazing uh i love these responses i love we're asking this question Good on us. Yeah. Good job, clams. Clams. <laughs> um, so, so bringing it back, I'll let you guys pitch your business. Give us the name and the tag of what you do. All right. Uh, we're called Feeling It, and we are uh, dating coaches of all varieties. We do um, online profile makeovers. We do matchmaking. We do text coaching, email coaching, pictures, mostly just like how to market yourself as a fabulous fucking person in the dating world. Yeah, and we're here to make you enjoy dating more because mm-hmm. you can really, in kind of a woo-woo self-helpy way, you can really discover who you are while you're dating. So mm-hmm. I think that that's really important to us of, you know, being your own boyfriend before you find a boyfriend. 
Um, I love that slogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really fun. It's been very fun, like, meeting lots of women and men and helping them. And it's it's more about, like, I think at the at the root of it, self-worth. And I think Aisha would totally agree with me. Absolutely. And it's it's super interesting. Like, we've been dealing with people across different ages and – there's like all kinds of different politics that come into play as you get older or when you're younger and it's never easy, but we want to make it easier for you. Like if you're Mm -hmm. 50, if you're 20, if you're 70, it's not, it's not all that different, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so funny you say that though, because I'm going to play the John Favreau clip from Swingers where I do think in some ways dating has changed a lot just because of technology. So this is like, for any of you youngsters listening to this, uh, this is, we used to call each other, you guys. We used to call each other on the phone. Yeah, we'd arrange for times to meet. Yeah. Places. And you had to print out it a map. Be right. You had to print out a map to get there. We should just uh, hang out and uh, see where it goes because it's nice and, uh, you know, no expectations. So, okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. I just got out of a six-year relationship, okay? That should help explain why I'm acting so weird. I just wanted you to know that. It, it's not you, it's me. I'm sorry. This is Mike. Hi, this is Nikki. Leave a message. Hi, Nikki. This is this is Mike. Could you just uh, call me when you get in? I'm going to be up for a while, and I'd just rather speak to you in person instead of trying to fit it all into... Fuck! So uh, we, we just played the clip of Jon Favreau from Swingers, and so in some ways I do think dating has changed because we used to leave messages, we used to make plans, we used to have to face each other more often, and now we have Tinder, Bumble, Happen, Grindr, OkCupid, okay, uh, what am I missing? There's so many options. So many options. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's insanity. It's overwhelming, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. So what? what is your basic approach? Like how, like, it, like let's say <coughs> Lindsay or I was your client. Like where would you begin? I think where we start. Well, oh, wait. You go first, Rebecca. No. I'm letting you no, always go you first. Go- <laughs> no, don't. Okay. Um, um, I'll start. I think yeah. uh, I think that we approach it from a place of trying to get to know who you are because I think yeah. a lot of – and what you actually want. Like there's no problem if you just want to have a fuck buddy. That's cool. But if you don't know mm-hmm. that and are going out and trying to have a boyfriend, those aren't congruous. So I think figuring out what you want is super important and who you are because – and who you're interested in. Like you might be super preppy and you might, but you might not want that in somebody else or you might, you know, have specific deal breakers that are important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, getting to what you want is really important. And it's oftentimes like, you know, it's, it's really hard to know what you want. And I think some of the times with some of the clients that we work with, that's that's the first journey, kind of, um, and figuring that out. Yeah, and then it's just making you comfortable that what you're putting forward is who you are. You know, like, not all of us are supermodels. And even if we are, like, there's other facets of us. So it's putting mm-hmm. your most authentic self out there in a world that feels very inauthentic. I also feel like Asia and I kind of compliment each other. Yes. Um, I, I think, I mean, we both have dated a lot. That is across the board. Asia's done a lot, a lot, a lot of dating, a lot of community, like how many community dating. I feel like Asia, and also like if I'm wrong, like totally jump in. She is really good at meeting people in the wild. Like she's really personable and magnetic. Oh. And not that I'm not. I don't think I'm so, but, but I'm definitely like. I'll agree you know, to that really about Asia. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is I great. Am, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love that about her, and I think she's she's really good at that. She's. I mean, it's 
yeah, I think we we have some overlaps, but I think I am very much like like love like the text banter, like the the interplay stuff, um, like coming up with like witty like witticisms for. I feel like I I do. I mean, it's hard to say because you're also really good at this. So maybe I'm just saying you're getting a lot of stuff, but I'm also not as good as like meeting people in person. No, I, but, think, um, I think you are good at meeting people in person, but I do agree that you're really good at crafting a message. And I think that you're really good. Like Rebecca's a really great writer. So that really, thanks. you know, takes us to the next level and we can work together in half of it is writing and half of it is not being intimidated by making an ass of yourself in front of people. Yeah, I can attest. Totally. I can 100% attest to Rebecca's ability totally. to craft a message on, <laughs> on internet dating apps. Um, if you want an instant response, think, drink with Rebecca and send messages on a dating oh, app. Oh, I love it. It's like <laughs> one of my great loves, too. Like, yeah. I love messaging. I love, like, the banter is, I, like, get off on it. Um, but I also think that I'm really good at, like, I, I think... I've been in a lot of long-term relationships. Like, I've lived with five... I've, I've cohabitated with five different guys throughout my life. So I've had a lot of, like, long-term monogamous relationships. And I think... Um, Asia has as well, but... Um, no, I, I feel not like as, I just, No, but I think we're kind of opposite in that way, in that I dated a lot, and now I'm in a long-term yeah. relationship, um, which is great. But, yeah, I had, like, kind of the opposite experience, where I dated, like, half of L.A., um, <laughs> legit can't go so anywhere. <laughs> no, it was cool. I really enjoy dating people. It's. I think this is why I'm different from a lot of people who dated. Is like when a date went bad, my first instinct was to lean in and be like, "Yes, what's about to happen?" <laughs> it's totally. Gonna get, it's gonna get totally. so fucking weird. Yeah, and I think that's another thing we have in common. I think we're both really interested in people and like how people interplay and like weird stories and like what's gonna happen next. Yeah, yeah. Do you mostly, do you work primarily, like, specifically with women, or is it women and men? We, um, you go. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the most polite you know We're feminist so podcast. Polite. We are across the board really polite. We're going to start apologizing um, soon. <laughs> we work with both. We work with uh, women and men. I think primarily we work with women, uh, but I know both of us have had male clients, too. I think it's, it's just a little bit, um, I want to help women more. I want to help women more yeah. with feeling good about themselves. I, mean, like, I don't want to help a sad white guy feel good about himself. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And I feel like my advice to a lot of guys who I've worked with before is like a lot of shaming them uh, into being mm -hmm. better. So it's not as fun, you know, to be like, <laughs> don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be an asshole. Like, actually treat someone the way you want to be treated and not all guys are like this but I feel like guys in their 30s who I've worked with are kind of babies about it mm -hmm. so that's a different experience mm -hmm. in working with women yeah yeah. yeah. I just keep thinking about Rebecca Lieb's title of her next novel should be Five Cohabitations. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yep. So, Cohabitation, baby. For that, it's for a busy lady. It's the best thing for a busy lady. That's fucking amazing. That's true. <laughs> she plans with them. They're just there. Yeah, and then yeah. you don't Asia have to. This now. I agree. And then you don't have to like, ugh, the worst part about being in a relationship when you're not cohabitating is having all that shit in your car even like yeah. when you have like a drawer even if you have stuff at their house you have a different outfit in your car and you look like you're always going to the gym yeah 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 cool. and it's like yeah we can go into that later <laughs> <laughs> so there's also like i feel like we have these like dumb rules in society that we've set up about mm -hmm. like going back to maybe just entertainment again of like that terrible movie she's just not that into you Maybe the mm -hmm. early death of romantic comedies, which is sad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, like, mm -hmm. but there is some truth to that, right? That we make all these rules <coughs> that, like, he can't text you for X number of days and you can't call him for X number of days and he should mm -hmm. make the first move, otherwise he really isn't that into you. So I would love to call you sometime. Do you have a card? Of course. Oh, great. Look forward to hearing from you, Gigi. Oh, wait. Are you hearing from me or am I getting a call? We'll talk. We'll get in touch. Oh, oopsie. You did it again. Very vague. Uh, you know what? Let's just say that you'll call me and then we can skip all the nonsense. Goodbye, Eugene. 
He was cute. Yeah, please don't cyberstalk him. We have these dumb rules ingrained in our brain about dating, and how do we cut through those stigmas and rules yeah, we've set for ourselves? What are the most common misconceptions or pitfalls you find women and men falling into? I think that... Um, I'll start this off. I think that women, a lot of the time, I think especially on dating apps, feel like they want someone to pick them. And in my mm -hmm. experience, we are much better at picking who we want to be with uh, than men are. That's mm -hmm. my experience. And I think that feeling like you can't message someone or you have to wait and have to wait around for the right person to find you is insane. Like that gives you no power or agency speaking of feminism. Right. And that's, mm -hmm. that, well, that's, you know, that's the societal notion that women should be chased. Right. Chased mm -hmm. and chase. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Boom. That's true. Um, and I don't, you know, like there's lots of like biology and like people have told me all these different things about it. Honestly, where I approach it and I think, I think, we all should be chased and fought for because we are we deserve it. Um, but it's mostly about like not confusing your own emotions with wanting to be wanted, mm. I think, um, and coming from a place of power and not feeling like you are, yeah, like, like you are, someone's picking you. I want everyone, everyone, woman we work with, and men too, but like to have a choice in who they want to see that as kind of step up to the plate. And, and and work for them and and them to kind of like create boundaries so they can take things at the pace that they want to take things at. Yeah. So so you don't think there's any rules about messaging, in other words? Um, I think that there are no I mean, in, as a whole, like spiritually, cosmically, like no, there's not. Like I know a lot of people who have gotten together without using rules. The rules are used and I think that they're important to protect yourself. Like, I think a lot of our brains, after a good date, go to, like, all the good things that might happen or all the good places or bad, I guess. Yeah, it's I think really it's easy like, to, to... It's really yeah. easy just to steamroll into your future. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's also, like, the difference, too, between, like, lusting after someone after a first mm -hmm. date and confusing that with, like... Like, there's so much promise after a good first date. And yeah. it can be really hard to protect yourself and not, like, dig into that. And yeah. to not, you know, like, I remember going out with someone who I was like, this is going to be my the person that I spend my life with. And on the second date, I was like, oh, no, they're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So totally. I think, I think protect. I think what Rebecca and I talk about more is not, like, a rule, like, you have to text this, you can't text this person, you can't do that. It's just, like protecting yourself and giving your having patience like i think it's really hard to be patient in life and yeah. so online yeah. dating is even harder because it's instant you can go out with someone that night um and it's hard to be like okay now slow down and really think would i want to hang out with this person more yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i think it's also like yeah it's very important to like yeah give yourself time to think about what you want um, and get to know, so like, you don't even really know someone after, like, two years, really. Yeah. So I think it's really important to, like, let that sit and let things, I think, yeah, we just, we take it places that a lot of the time it, it becomes too fast and we, we don't even know what we feel, you know? Like, it's hard enough to know how you feel, much less how you are, like, navigating another person's feelings that you barely know. Yeah, and one thing I used to do, which I think other people do is I would do timelines like okay mm -hmm. so I went out with this person and it's like Easter time and my birthday's in September so like mm -hmm. if all goes well this person is going to take me out on my birthday and like then maybe in a couple months we'll like you know be at his parents for Christmas and like all of this kind of stuff that isn't real like yeah even though we want to believe it is it's like mm -hmm. I guess this is you know being okay with being in now, like now I had a good date and it was awesome and we'll see what happens tomorrow or on the next date. Yeah. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. takes a lot of, uh, self confidence, right. And security in who you are and the life Absolutely. that you created for yourself outside of any potential relationship or future dates. 
Yeah. Because that's Absolutely. a lot of anxiety to manage. Dating is so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really, really is. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, so, you, so you guys say then the first step is, is helping people identify who and who they are and what they want. So how, what, like, what is your strategy for helping people like, can you that? Exp- can you experiment on Lindsay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rebecca came up with, like, a great worksheet that we give out to everyone. Yeah. Um, where we go through and we kind of try to, like, get you in touch with you. So, like, Lindsay, I'll ask you one of the questions. Like, what, sure. are, what are the things that you love about your life right now? I love doing this podcast. It's actually li- it's listed in my dating profile. I-, I finally become comfortable in being alone. I like being really independent. I just ch- took a trip alone, and I realized how much I like to be alone, which is probably a great place to be in life. Maybe now yeah. I'll accidentally meet somebody. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. working on scripts. I love my friends. I love my dog. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's awesome because we learned so much about Lindsay right now and that she has mm-hmm. a completely full life. Like, you yeah. know, I think that when we come to dating, a lot of us are like, okay, I'm looking for that missing piece of myself in another person. But you're complete as you are. And you're looking yeah. for someone who is going to walk <laughs> with you as another complete person. Obviously, you're not done and you're not perfect. And there is a lot of like neurosis and weird shit that you have. Amen. <laughs> I have well, it too, as does I everyone. Don't. I'm great. I'm That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, me. <laughs> But the nice thing is, like, starting from there, we can already establish that you have a lot of amazing things to give someone else and that you have, like, awesome stuff. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. So, so that's where you, would, where you would start with a client. That would be the first question, in other words. of kind of like, what do you... Yeah. I think the most interesting thing that Rebecca and I have found is that working with younger women, this is a lot harder for them. Like we have um, some older clients and it's cool because, you know, over 50 women know who they are. They know what they do. They know what they like. It isn't as confusing for them and they don't have to apologize for themselves. So it's a very different experience because a lot of times when we ask girls or ladies, whatever the pejoratively right feminist word is. <laughs> whatever. Uh, clam identifiers. We've clam been, we've been ladies, with that. Um, <laughs> how they feel about themselves. They'll be like, Ugh, what do I have? What's okay? What's good? And there's so many good things about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we start, yeah. you guys start with uh, who this person is, what they're looking for. And then, totally. and then do you help them sort of manicure their dating profile? Yeah, I mean, I think then, you know, it's like, who they are, what they're looking for. But, like, also what they're looking for is a process, too. Um, I think people think they know what they're looking for. Like, it, I, I feel it's very hard, and I'm sure I should feel this way, too. It's hard to work for people who are looking for kind of superficial things because it can get to be that kind of, like, okay, so you don't, you want this person with this, like, a lot of money or, like, really funny or something like that and it's like well is that going to help you you know in the long run you know or like this person isn't like you or so I think like finding out what someone wants and again it's not that it's not like a judgment call I just think it's hard you want to help people find people who can go the distance and like be with them for a, a while and again I think it goes back it kind of cycles into like okay so if you want these things, what does that say about you? Like, what does that mean when you're in the dating? How should we, like, make your profile? Like, out in the field, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think then we go into, that's a long way to answer to say, like, we would really isolate those things and really start to, um, you know, uh, target certain dating apps. Yeah. Um, get some really good pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, what Rebecca is trying to say is that, like, you know, there are certain things for certain people that are deal breakers. And if you can't get over them, then you can't get over them. And you should go in looking, knowing that it's 
much easier for you as someone in the dating community to be more open mm-hmm. because the thing is that whether someone likes jazz or really loves adventure time actually doesn't matter because you're going to find that even the person you have so much in common with, you will have so many things that you're different. And like six months mm-hmm. in, you're going to be like, wow, I thought we were so similar. We have the mm-hmm. same goals. We have the same ideals. And we are fucking different people. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. I dated a guy for about six months. And God, we had, it was like eerily amount in common. Like we had an eerie amount in common. And I was like, this is a sign. Like this is a thing. And it wasn't. Like this guy was a mess. We just both had like, we both loved the Museum of Jurassic Technology. You know, like fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so. um, This is like, uh, this was an honor question list, but just like a flip side question because I'm, I'm in the thick of OkCupid okay, and happen right now, so it's just a question I was mm-hmm. curious about. Does anybody ever come to you and they're like, I just want to have a lot of sex? Like, do people want advice on that or help? I'm just curious if people are like, my goal is to list casual sex on my OkCupid okay, profile. <laughs> Not yet, but I, um, would, I would be so down if someone said that. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. a lady. I've helped a couple people. Yeah. I've helped a couple people. Not, like, super in, in it with them. But, like, if they want sex, like, what they should have on them profile but not yeah i would love more too <laughs> i mean yeah. there's nothing wrong with that girls or guys as long as you're just being honest about it i think where yeah it sucks for everybody is when you're advertising yourself as someone looking for a relationship and you're not yeah i get pissed when the guys who list long-term dating and you go on two or three dates with them and it is clear they're dating 15 not exaggeration 15 20 mm-hmm. 30 women and you're like no, you're not looking for long-term <laughs> dating. Don't put that on your profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Are there certain things like must list or must not list in terms of like things you put on your dating profile? Like what do you mean? Like, God, I, I've never really online dated because Tinder and all of those things sort of ballooned right as I started my relationship. Yeah, each I, – I will let the experts speak, but I do have to say each app is very different, but you guys talk. Yeah. Um, I would say list things that you feel really strongly about. Like, honestly, showcase the things that you're really passionate about. But I also think – and I don't know if Asian and I have talked about this extensively. Ooh. Don't list, like, I'm an actor. Like, I, I think there's a lot of, like, really charged occupations that I wouldn't put just because, like, it's not – Occupation isn't everything that you are, unless it is, and then I guess put it. But I think there's a lot of, like, charge, especially in the entertainment industry, where it's like, for me personally, it's like, if I see someone who's an actor, I'm like, ugh, you know? But, like, that's not all who they are. Right. So I think in the, in the effort of giving someone a fair chance, some of the more charged occupations, unless it's something that someone should really need to know, like, they're a sex worker. Totally right. cool, but, like, you know, I think, or if you're in an open, you know, like, the essentials and the things that you're passionate about, great, but don't pigeonhole yourself. Like, you're not just an actor. You're not just a screenwriter. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, and the only reason I would do that is if, for you, mm-hmm. like, there's a religious thing, like, you right. yeah. are going to marry a Catholic guy, you're going to marry a Muslim guy, you have to put that is what you want to put out there like it's unfair to you and the other person to start dating someone when you're not intent on being with them unless they convert which may happen but it may also not happen so I think saving your if you are religious that's something to be aware of that if that's Mm -hmm. important to you then putting that down People get biz- yeah. bizarrely angry about headshots on dating apps. I, I, well, headshots are corny as fuck. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. I think headshots suck on dating apps because yeah. it's, again, what we're talking about in terms of authenticity. Like, that's not that's not your best you. That's you in a studio being a photographer's best you. Or even a character. You might be being a character. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think you guys have really yeah. excellent advice about photos, if you would speak to that for a minute yeah sure Rebecca's um, really good at this I love photos I've studied them intensely <laughs> no headshots for sure I don't think you need that many photos I really don't even on OkCupid or like a long you know like a kind of a older one of apps like I, I think you really only need like four four good ones maybe three five six at the most 
I think you need a one really good one of your head, not a headshot. Huh. One that, like, really showcases you. Should you have a headshot um, on your dating profile? <laughs> uh, your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Rebecca no, just no, hung no, up. No, 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 no. <laughs> no headshot. It's I'm like, serious. Like I, no I wire hangers. Actually, I've <laughs> seen headshot. men list this in their profile. Oh, they yeah. said, if you have Ooh. a headshot, I will left swipe you. Oh. <laughs> so <Uh-oh>. angry. <laughs> So angry. But, <laughs> They're probably yeah, Bernie Bros. Lame. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love Bernie. Um, but holy shit, guys. Um, yeah, cooler than headshots. Some other like professional shots don't bug me as much, but you can tell when it's a headshot. Like you yeah. can all tell. Yeah. We've been in LA for fucking ever. Like it's lame as fuck. So that's the first one. The second one, um, like a fun one. Like a fun you and a friend, you and a couple friends. Weddings are great places to get really good you look great as a professional photographer fucking use that shit um then you need a body shot and again the body shot can be the one with you and someone or a couple people whatever it doesn't matter but like a, a fun active one is good too and then like a like a funny one like a fun one of you eating something like i guess statistically <laughs> like it's really guys feel like when they see women like eating like crazy large burgers or like having like a big drink like Something like that, or with your pet, um, with your pet, I yes, think is good, right? With your pet, it's always pet. good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Although it's getting a little cliche for me personally. Um, like pet and grandma, it's like, all right, we get it. Well, you know? I can't like, help it, dudes with like fucking loving their dogs. I just <laughs> that is my creep tonight. You love your dog? Yeah. I'm like, yes. You know what my <laughs> number one pet peeve was? Was guys who take pictures with their nieces and nephews that are not their They're children. Like, not my kid. Not my yeah. kid. Yeah. Then don't. <laughs> not take- my kid. It's not my fucking kid. Okay, I get it. But it's that awful graphic seeing your T-shirt. So it's like I don't see you saying that's not my horrible T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you take fucking ownership? Why would you put that picture up if it's not your kid? Like. Yeah, Keep yeah. that picture off then. I like it. kids, but I don't have one. Yeah. Well, and if, I don't know if I want one. Sorry. <laughs> right. They and if allow me close to kids. <laughs> I know. I feel like they think that women are going to be like, wow, he's so good with those kids. Are they his? No, good. Okay, I can get in there. <laughs> what if they were his kids? Like, Jesus. Now we're going to discriminate against guys who have kids? I it, It's a pet peeve of mine. Um, I also, this is more for guys than it is for women, but also for women. You should have some alone shots. Like, this is a thing that guys do where there's, like, five group (laughs) shots. And you're like, and it's the same group of guys. And you're like, who is it? Which one (laughs) of them is it? It's you rolling the dice. Nobody has a fucking time for that shit. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I, I'm, lately I'm very into non-date discriminating, but I do think this is interesting. Some see, sometimes I see a man of color with a white man and their entire profile is pictures of, of, of both of them. And I'm like, are you a package deal? Which one? Am I going to be in the sandwich? <laughs> yeah, like, what's happening? <laughs> package deal would be nice. I, I did have some couples approach me on, uh, message me on OkCupid mm-hmm. asking ah. for a third. Mm-hmm. I did not get into yeah, that. Really. I didn't. Wow, the maybe. internet is so uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you, yeah, dudes, you know, the first photo should be just of them. Dudes and women. Like, first photo, just you. Second photo, probably just you. If it's got one other person, make sure you can figure out which one is you based on the first photo. Like, don't, this is not a fucking treasure hunt to find out who you are. Uh, you yeah. Know? And this is, I guess, we're all dude-centric. I don't need to see you without your shirt on. Um, it's oh, my cool. God, I know. It's, like, cool that you ha- work out. <laughs> I, I guess that's yeah. what you're showing me. But you could also show me with a shirt on that you work out. Uh, it's not going totally. to put me over the edge unless, caveat, you and I are just looking for sex. Then, then, yeah, that's a clear message. Better than a dick pic. So, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, unless it's a super well composed dick pic, like photographically, yes. Mm -hmm. And then we can have a discussion. It's like a puppet, like a dick puppet, (laughs) where there's a rose. I, you know, I'm not gonna go for this like really shitty dick pic. It better be like. 100% 100% on Rotten Tomatoes dick pic. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, now oh. I gotta know what makes a 100% Rotten Tomatoes dick pic. I don't even really know. Ooh, <laughs> great lighting. Enough of the dick, like maybe a little peak of jeans. Like it's, Ooh, it's not like it's a disembodied dick. I was like, yeah, ma- maybe like Dick's really... wearing a hat. Maybe he's wearing a tuxedo. Like <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's nice for sure. That, that would be nice. A Oscar. formal dick pic. Oscar dick. Yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. This is fun, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've got, you know what you want. You know what you're looking for. You know who you are. You've got some great, very realistic, authentic pictures. Now the chatting begins. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we we want to keep the chatting to a minimum. Like, we want you to meet in person. That's our big thing because... Mm-hmm. I think that the trap that we all fall into, and this is, I was going to say this before, but I forgot, is that's why you shouldn't put your Instagram account on, like, Tinder or Bumble, because you fall into this trap of falling in love with the idea of a person immediately. So Mm -hmm. if you you don't meet them, you won't know that you have nothing in common. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're all about getting to the date. As hard as yes. that date might be for you, it's it's practice for more dates. Just do it, yeah. So, do you have tips Just for tips for it. moving a conversation to sealing the deal of a date? Um, sure. If you're still on the app or whatever platform, give them your fucking number. Just yeah. give it to them. And be like, hey, if you're looking to date, give me a call. Like, if you want to go on a date, give me a call. Like, then you, you, you don't think the in. you don't think the call is intimidating? I can't get anybody to call me on the phone or get or text or shoot me a text. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, whatever. And men yeah. out there and women out there, if you get a phone number and you're interested in dating that person, call them. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I think. I might be wrong. I think now, <laughs> I think for guys, it's like so much easier to text. And so like. yeah. Yeah. So the rejection is much lesser. Yeah. Um, it would be nice if they called. I, yeah. this is maybe why I'm single. I have not been on a date with somebody who called me previously in 10 years i i wouldn't read into that <laughs> yeah it's, My, just, it's I, the way we communicate now we, yeah. we text way more than we call it just is what it is yeah it I, is. I don't remember the last time i was on the phone with my boyfriend so like <laughs> it, it same is, you know you text most of the people in your life unless it's your best friends and then i talk to them all the time but that might not be your boyfriend. That's like another lesson of this. A lot of, I see this with older guys more than anything, more than women, but sometimes with women of like, your significant other is not your best friend, your chauffeur, your nanny, your caretaker, your lover. Like that's too much for one person. They mm-hmm. are your partner. And that may not be mean that they are your best friend. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my therapist says, like, and they love her, and they have a therapist, too, while you're dating. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's like, there's a lot of pillars, right? Like, y- you need to, like, a, a roof can't stand on just one pillar, you know? Like, you need a lot of things holding you up all the time, you know? It can kind of stand on two, you know, it can balance pretty well on three, but having a bunch of things in your life makes you really secure, really steady, really able to weather things, and you really need to be in a good place to date. Like, you really do. You can't be, like super volatile like it'll be it'll make dating really hard and really hurtful if you're not in a good place to do it yeah and I also think like it isn't gonna make things feel better it's a fun distraction but like Mm. when my dad was sick a couple of years ago I remember being on the dating apps and my roommate was like this is not gonna make it better and I was like she's totally wrong but she was Mm -hmm. right it would not it's not gonna make your pain go away so and that's a hard thing to realize that like Mm -hmm. To be grown women, we have to actually deal with our own pain and upset and anxiety. So mm-hmm. life is hard, guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 It really is. Yeah. How yeah. does feminism intersect with your work in this? Does it? Does it need to? Ooh. Must it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think feminism intersects with everything that we do, pretty much, as women who are making choices about ourselves and our futures. And really, it's about being proactive about oneself and control and not... Honestly, we're all socialized to be a little more complacent. A little more. <laughs> like, huh. more complacent, really conciliatory. We're socialized as women to be apologists, like, it's really combating a lot of that in dating. And that's, I think that's the fun part about dating is kind of breaking those old molds or the way society thinks that we should be or feel or look or date, you know, because it's not about that. It's an insanely personalized experience. And I think breaking women of that habit of feeling like they're not pretty enough, they need to lose X amount of weight, they need this, you know, or that to be happy is 
it's kind of like the really fun part about coaching is like, no, we all have choices. We don't have to accept how we've been socialized. Absolutely. Like throwing over the patriarchy by accepting that you will not get more dates if you lose 20 pounds. Which nope. That's is... like so revolutionary, I think, though, for so many people. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think it, oh, that's a hard thing to wrap your brain around. Uh, yeah. And as someone who has gone through many weight fluctuations and often feel that way, like, honestly, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard when you feel bad about yourself or, like, you think you don't finish these jeans or whatever to be like, oh, if only I were this way. But I, I was, like, 100 pounds at one point. And let me tell you, I didn't get as many dates <laughs> as when I was more, like, it didn't matter. It, how you feel about yourself has no, really no bearing. It's a choice. You have to, like, constantly work towards. And it, yeah. And yeah. that's not what society tells us. Yeah. You don't have to buy things. And I think it comes into play, too, in that, like, you are thinking about your worth. And if you're equal to a man, then you deserve an equal dating experience. And, like, I always mm-hmm. tell people to treat people the way I like to be treated because, I started doing this. I remember like turning 25 and calling a guy who had like totally ghosted on me and telling him it hurt my feelings because Mm -hmm. I would want someone to do that to me if I hurt their feelings. And I think that that it's really easy now to be complacent and Mm -hmm. to act like, oh, nobody has feelings. We're just on Tinder. Mm -hmm. I've just gone on a couple of dates. But it's also being really empathetic. And I think that that is part of being a feminist is being empathetic to everyone that you're on a journey with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like radical kindness. <laughs> it yeah. is because it, man, it hurts to confront those dudes that didn't treat you right, but, and be like, I'm just making them better for the next girl. It's real annoying. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, it's also <laughs> exciting. Like, I don't know. I have always like, I remember one time I wasn't interested in someone and I could have totally ghosted them. And I called them and said, hey, like I had a really awesome time, but I don't see this. I see you more as a friend. And they were like, you're the first person who's ever called me. And I'm really glad that you did. And that's totally fine. So I don't know. I think it's kind of like a karma thing, too, of like you're putting really good vibes out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like when you shared anything with somebody Each person deserves a conclusion, no matter what that conclusion is. Yeah, and I think this is how I like to think about it, which may be a little self-aggrandizing, but I like to think of every person I come into contact is someday going to be in my memoir. So, like, I got to write down those experiences. Yeah. I got to really, like, take stock and be like, hey, man, like, I've got an – I recommend keeping a journal of all the people you're going out with. Because then you can have fun later forgetting their names. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like this is your life experience. And I think what really changed for me and why I didn't mind dating a lot of people is it was like a fucking cool adventure. Yeah. So even when people were really crazy, that was something I could write about later or something I could tell a friend. Yeah. You guys really do make internet dating fun. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because, like, on, on the flip side, to, like, play the super feminist card, on the flip side, like, you could be, like, the very act of joining a dating app feels anti-feminist because we're supposed to be, as you said before, like, whole independent women that don't need a part to complete us. So it's, like, def- no. I feel like it does feel like a battle. But at the same time, we all want love and if you're gonna be on a dating app there's a lot of time and effort you have to put into it yeah and I think too um if you don't want to be with someone if you want to be alone that is awesome too like in a on a feminist level like you don't have to have society putting pressure on you to be with people if you don't want to be with anybody right um yeah and I don't think it's anti-feminist to want love or companionship Like, I think it's it's very multifaceted, and honestly, feminism is about the choice to be able to pursue whatever choice you want, whatever that is. If it's the most, like, you know, like, homogenized wedding, you know, <laughs> fucking whatever, or if it's a fucking, you know, triad, polyamorous, whatever, or if it's just, like, be alone for the rest of your goddamn life. That's awesome. Yeah. Amen. 
Guys, the next question is real simple. To sext or not to sext? Fuck uh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I have a complicated... <laughs> I, um... To, okay, wait. Who are we sex... Like, I have so many caveats. Yeah, not stranger. I mean, like, it depends. It, I actually had a friend talk to you about this today. Oh, honestly. yeah? What'd they say? Um, They met on a an app, uh... A fetish app, cool. and so that was kind of. Oh, could you say? Could addiction. you say the app? I'm not. I don't know any of the fetish apps. What is it called? Uh, Set Life. Set Life is like the big one. Cool. Um, which it, it actually functions a lot like OkCupid. Okay, it's very. I think like, Quinn talked about Set Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I think it depends on the comfort level. Uh, my rule of thumb with any of this stuff is like, if they ghosted you and you never saw them again, would you be okay with what you did? Yeah. You know. So it's fun. It feels good. Absolutely, but like if you're gonna feel weird or bad after doing it, don't do it. Yeah, and I think I think that's a valid point. Like if you're gonna feel weird about it, or if you're really not ready to have even a conversation with that person, not necessarily the person for you to sext. Um, mm-hmm. If you wanna have sex with a person on a Saturday night and you know that they'll be there. I'm all for it. I actually encourage people mm-hmm. while they're dating sometimes to have a fuck buddy um, because yes. it takes the wind out of how important a date becomes um, mm-hmm. because I think that it's hard when you're not having sex to be to think in a clear way about oh, yeah, the is. person that you're going on mm-hmm. a date with because you're like, great, yes. in three days we are going to bone and I haven't had sex in three months and I need it so bad. Try eight mm-hmm. months or a year or two. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and yeah. you know, since that's not comfortable for you, like, I always advocate dating multiple people at once. Like, and again, not like having sex with all of them, but like, it takes the tension and the pressure off of the person you really like it makes you more relaxed. It distracts you. It is such a good thing to date a bunch of people at once. And then the cream rises to the top and you can really see it. Yeah. See. I mean, I think I also went through a period where I couldn't do that anymore. And I think it's this is kind of what we talk about in terms of getting to know yourself <sighs> in that I'm really bad at being with some, having sex with them, someone and catching feelings um, if I'm not in a monogamous relationship with that person. And I should know that about myself going in if I'm going to try to put myself in a situation where I'm just hooking up with someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's totally fine. But just knowing that instead of being like, which what I did in my early 20s of being like, I'm totally fine. This is totally cool. Everything's fine. I don't want anything more. I'm so chill. And then mm-hmm. not being chill. Yeah. The idea of feminism is socializing us in a way too, and like, or like, not not feminism itself, but like the perception around it is also influencing us to be like, we have to be this, and then society saying, no, we have to be this, and it's just it's very conflicting. So I think like throw all that shit out, like really just like feel what you're feeling and like not what you're supposed to do or should do, and what you like want, like really want. Yeah, we talk about this too when it comes to. Um when somebody like either stops talking to you or like breaks up with you after like two weeks, like that is Mm -hmm. the worst and you feel terrible. And like, I think when that happens, you want to be like, Oh, this is, this doesn't matter. This is so stupid. I'm so mad at myself instead of just feeling it. So Mm -hmm. because society is telling us like, Hey, you should be over this. This is super dumb. Like this isn't, this wasn't a big deal for you. But maybe mm-hmm. it was. Maybe, you know, you had a really great connection with this person and maybe you're just disappointed about all of this stuff that's happening or something else in your life. And it's okay to feel that stuff. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys feel there's a level uh, when you are having fun on dating apps and it can be really empowering and you can talk to like a lot of different types of people in the palm of your hand, do you feel like there can be a level of addiction to that? And you're like, well, why would yes. I, yes. why would I step away from this fun game? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It can be a compulsion for some people, honestly. And I think that relates to their own self-esteem and not being able to recognize, um, you know, getting too much from external, often sexual or romantic reinforcement. That is not going to be successful in the dating world. <laughs> like people can smell that. I mean, I would recommend people like that to go to 
Sex Addicts Anonymous or like Codependence Anonymous and like work through that shit. Yeah. Because it's not, you're just not successful. You can't be because it is a compulsion and it's from fear and longing more than it is from empowerment. Totally. And it's totally easier to keep looking for the best thing out there than to be vulnerable with one person or two people if Mm -hmm. you're in a polyamorous relationship. But Mm -hmm. that's really scary. It's much scarier than going on a date and it's much scarier than looking at different people. But actually being real with someone is frightening and great. So it's being able to realize that just like dating, being vulnerable with your significant other is going to be horrible and amazing yeah 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 um going hand in hand with that question though do you think it sometimes can promote cheating when you are already in a relationship it's like that temptation is there you're seeing or you're you're missing it because you've met that person that way and you're craving that app you're craving that first time for everything (laughs) i mean yeah chasing that like first time high I forget the technical word for it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, sure, it's more accessible, but, like, just because donuts are more accessible (laughs) all around me all the time doesn't mean, like, I eat them every day. You know, like, I think it's more about someone and they're they're willing to be in it and honest with themselves. And a lot of times I think cheating isn't really about inaccessible, like, having people accessible to you. I think it's more about the happiness of the person in where they are right now. Um, and a lot of complicated things do that more than like accessibility. I think. No. I'm just gonna keep us going because yeah, guys, going I'm on app. all the apps right You're now. Apps. I'm just on OkCupid. Yeah. I'm on OkCupid and Happen. They're the only two. I haven't gone back to Tinder. But if you are also, yeah. if you're also out there playing the OkCupids at the moment, the new term that I'm seeing everywhere is hetero flexible. Like that is like. I almost feel uncool that it's not on my profile. But uh, it's like the new... How dare you be straight? I know. It's the new term. Do you guys find that, like, labels like this are helpful or unhelpful, ultimately? I don't know. I mean, again, we're so nuanced. Sometimes I think labels like that are a little bit confining. I mean, again, if you are, like, bisexual, put it on there. But if it's, like, I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to, like, Dan Savage says, you kind of round up. Round is the thing that you feel most identifiable, but like, you know, it's like what is heteroflexible with some people versus someone else? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Can what is that close to being bisexual? I'm a little confused about what it means. I don't even know what it means, but I got to tell you, uh, one in four men that I'm swiping on OkCupid has that label right now. <laughs> wow. Is that mean? Yeah, like have they given like one blowjob in high school or yeah. like high school? Or are they like actively dating men and women? You know, like I don't know. I think that's why I that's c- term is confusing. It helpful. is confusing. And to, full confession here, this is like become Lindsay's help. Lindsay find a date <laughs> podcast. But full uh-huh. confession here, I I t- I usually swipe swipe left on those men because I'm like I don't want to compete with that if they're looking for all types of things. I mean, I don't think uh-huh. I don't think you know I would date someone who is bisexual because they're dating both men and women, but hetero flexible i mean i don't think you i think you can be open to that as well i wouldn't worry about that but i also want you to ask them what it means for all <laughs> of us back, please. for for research because yeah. for all of us i will ask <laughs> I, like yeah. just message one of them and be like what does this mean because yeah it sounds like it, it's somebody who gave a blowjob once to another guy yeah or like maybe would do a threesome with another dude yeah yeah but, yeah but <laughs> Like, but does that mean that they really want to date ladies or that they're, I, it's, it's confusing because it's different. It's a new, there are so many different wonderful (laughs) labels out there. What does that entail? And what does that mean for you? I think that that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full confession here. So I was just recently not in Los Angeles and, and alone for two weeks, which I ended up enjoying. But I was uh, uh, deeply sexting with somebody on OkCupid uh, during my trip. And I'm like, right. have I made have I made a but have I made a mistake of like not meeting that person? But to cut, circle back around to the point, I did have a conversation with him about heteroflexible. It was not on his profile. Like nothing was listed on his profile either way. And I was like, are, are, do you have this new cool label? And he was like, no, but I respect the 
power of another man sexually. And he's like, I've only realized that about myself recently, which is really interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, have I ruined my chances for a date? Are you I going? Sexted so early. Are you gonna? Are do <laughs> yeah. you guys have a date set up? We do not. Is he in L.A.? Yeah. Yes. Why don't you message him and say you should meet oh, up? I have. And what did he say? Oh. I feel like we're playing a fun texting game, and we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. This is why we say to message people early to see them. Like I 100% agree, but I had a lag time of two weeks of being in the same city. And in that case, yeah. you had some really fun time sexting. I with did. This I guy. did. So there's nothing mm-hmm. to regret. I don't like. The problem is, anything could turn into something, and anything could turn, turn into, into nothing. nothing. So you know, like <laughs> that's why, like the idea of rules and hard and fast, and like don't sleep with someone on the first date. Wait three dates. Wait, you know, until you're monogamous. Like, I remember one time I waited like six dates, and I was like, I'm doing so good. And <laughs> on that sixth date, we had sex, and then I never saw him again. Oh, so, shit. like, I mean, yeah. kudos to him for putting in a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, he put in a lot of time, but, <laughs> but you're delightful. Yeah. But um, so I just think that those kind of rules kind of limit us. So. The most important thing is that you had a really great time sexting. Well, I have no regrets. Okay. But hey, guess what? Okay, Cupid friend, if you're listening, I've already put it out there and we can still meet. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay's going for it. Yeah. I am. Uh, I this podcast's hard. on my dating profile. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really hard when you lead with sex or really sexually charged conversation for guys especially to not have the idea that you just want sex. Yeah. Um, I think guys get very confused because their heart... You know, it's hard for them to multitask and all this shit. I think it can get confusing for them. That's, yeah. So I think he might have in his mind, or, you know, he might not even want to date or something like that. There's a lot of variables in your situation, let's see. But I think being honest about, like, being open to that is kind of all you can do. Yeah, the only other reason we say to meet up quickly is there are a lot of people who, not in your experience, like, because you were gone for two weeks, but people who never want to meet up, who oh, just yeah. want to chat. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of lonely people out there, and it can feel really fulfilling to have someone check in on you. Yeah. Sure. So that's mm-hmm. why if you are serious about not just having an internet boyfriend, but having, like, a real-life boyfriend or girlfriend um, to meet them. Yeah. I once had a, yeah. I once had a text relationship with a Canadian actor for four months. That was real dumb on my part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. My fake Canadian it's boyfriend. Okay. It's going to be a great uh, <laughs> book called My Fake Canadian Boyfriend. <laughs> we eventually met, and then I never heard from him again. For four months, we were chatting. Oh, good job. Yeah, yeah good job. Like you don't want to put in the time. You don't want to put in the time. Nobody has that kind of time. Yeah, and that goes back to your life being full. If you're living a full life, like you don't have time to chat with other people because you're living your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so totally. it is, so so it is somewhat a numbers game, which I've heard you guys say a lot, and I know some people approach it that way too. Do you have any advice for people who are approaching it that way? Like, I once met a girl who did meet her. She met her husband on a dating app, and she was going on about five to seven dates a week every week. Holy shit! That's oh, so much. Yeah, she had spreadsheets uh, and stuff. What? <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm in awe of her. That's pretty awesome. I know. I know, you can do a couple dates, I guess, a night, and, like, not do that it every was, night. But yeah, that was her that was her, her strategy. Yeah, and you know what? It is a numbers game. You don't have to, like, you know, you, you can, like, be discerning about who you're going on a date with, and, like, but it, it really is about exposing yourself so you get to know more, and then it'll become more streamlined once you do. Yeah. You know? I I will say the nicest thing about online dating, which is different than meeting people in person, is that you know that everyone there is there to date. Whereas going to a bar and in the same vein, it's a conduit to meet people. Like Mm -hmm. your goal isn't to be on OkCupid for the next three years. Your goal is to meet someone. Mm -hmm. And it's just a tool to do that because I've met people in real life that I've gone out with and I've met people online that I've gone out with. There is no mm-hmm. difference. In fact, I will say that when you meet people in real life and you go out with them, sometimes you assume that it's going to go better than it does than you do when you meet someone online because you have that added, we know each other already bonus. Yeah. 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 Totally. 
Cool. We did a little OKCupid okay. blog reading before this, which um, if you've never checked out their blog, they they have so much information on everyone. Incredible. Yeah. If yeah. you've never been on the app, you have to answer hundreds and hundreds of questions to even um, – if you want to have their match algorithm work for you, there's hundreds of questions. Um, but the current statistic on the OkCupid blog is really interesting. It's that in one in four OkCupid users say a golden shower is okay. <laughs> but reassuringly, across age and gender, uh, everyone says almost it's like it's a huge percentage. I don't think they gave the actual percentage, but across age and gender, people are not down if you support Donald Trump, which is really interesting. Um, but we, we, like, briefly mentioned deal breakers earlier, but what do you guys think are some, like, across-the-board deal breakers that should be on the radar of women actively dating? Ooh, um, I mean, I think, like, you have to think about what's really important to you, and you have to make sure that off the bat that person also wants those things, has those things. Like, if you're someone who, like, really needs a good communicator, like, you can't be with someone who isn't good. You know, like, it's, it's going to be really tough. Or if you're, if you are someone who really wants to date a Catholic guy, definitely, like, don't go on a date with guys that are Catholic, like Asia said. You know, I think this stuff is really important to you. Um, but, I mean, there's all kinds of deal breakers, like, you don't want to date a shitty guy who's already, like, sounds like he's over it on his profile. <laughs> you know, like, you don't want to <laughs> do that as a feminist, like, I, you know, for me, not being a liberal is a deal breaker. For other people, it might not be, but that's a huge one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think for me, um, and this comes more to the dating, I mean, you can tell how people write their profile, but kind of, it is and it isn't important. I did not read my boyfriend's profile. I just thought he was really handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, He's cute. I've seen pictures of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing uh, about, is it that I think for me is more of a deal breaker happens after you've started dating where for me, if the person isn't treating you kindly and with respect, then that's Mm -hmm. a big deal breaker. And that's one of those things. I think I remember when I was younger, someone had said to me that if, you know, it doesn't get better, this is the opposite of the treasure Trevor project. Like if someone isn't kind and nice in the beginning, they're not going to magically get kind and nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're putting yourself, you know, in a good situation with someone who isn't going to be terrible to you for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, put yourself in the best possible spot to protect yourself and have fun. And that's where a lot of the rules come in. It's where a lot of, like, the interpersonal, like, like reading cues, red flags, all that stuff comes in. Yeah, so you don't find yourself six months down the line with someone who doesn't want to be your boyfriend, you know? And it's like, oh, God, you know? Or, so yeah. it's like knowing what you want. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, this is another thing having to do with feminism that took me a long time to learn of really trusting your gut. Like, when you're on a date mm-hmm. and, like, giving someone a chance, but I think that we're taught as women to <coughs> be really open and kind and welcoming. And I think it's totally okay to not like someone. And yeah be able to live in that. Like if you've gone out on four dates and you can't picture this person touching you ever, you should yeah. stop going out with that person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we are so socialized to be like, well, maybe it'll work. It'll evolve. Maybe it's nice. So like, no, I mean, no. again, I think there's something to be said for like, you shouldn't like, there's some people where it's like, you like, you want to like fuck them as soon as you see them. And I think that's a red flag too. Yes. Like, I agree really completely. Tough. But, like, you should at least want to, like, you're curious about making out with them. You know, like, it's, why, a, it's a slow burn. Why is that a red flag if you want to, like, fuck someone immediately? Because mm-hmm. you probably will. Uh, and, yeah. And you may get, like, sex blind. Uh, uh, a real phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex blindness. You're taking it. a gamble. You're yeah. really taking a gamble because you don't know this person. I... A lot of the times, like, some people have said that it's kind of, when you when you are attracted to someone on a level, it's, like, so crazy right off the bat, it's kind of, you're itching each other's insecurities in a way a lot of the time. So, like, it may not be coming from a healthy place. Huh. Um, not to say that, and I know couples that have, like, fucked the first date and they're married and that's awesome, but you're really rolling the dice. You're getting very intimate with someone or, like, that chemistry can be very intimate. 
really too soon. Yeah. Yeah. It Unless you're ready for that. But, like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like I would be just personally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's fascinating. That is fascinating. This has been so incredibly useful. Yeah. I think yeah. it's been right. just like really fascinating. Relationship lady. I know. Yeah. I know. Not that it's of any use to me. Yeah. Actually, no, some of the things that you have said have actually made a lot of sense to me, even as I'm like in a serious relationship. It's, it's... cool. So um, we just want to end it up. So, what's making your clam dance lately? Um, I can start. I was listening to NPR and they had Fire by Beth Ditto come on. And if you guys haven't heard it, Ooh. it's just like super awesome and empowering. And I keep listening to it at the gym on repeat. Yes. Amazing. Rebecca, what's making your clam dance? Oh, man. Um, I'm in New York and, and public transportation is pretty rad sometimes. God, parking tickets. Yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you guys so much for being on we the clam love bake. You. We Thank love you. you. We love you too. Come back again soon, and we'll talk about more feminist stuff. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having us. Bye. Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of a 